Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth and I am your host. On today's episode, I am bringing another raw talk. So yes, this is back-to-back raw talks. Last week was with Sav Wright, one of my good friends. You guys definitely have to check that one out. We dive more into girl topics like, you know, dating and just kind of our experience with that, but also a lot about our mindset and framework with how we approach the balancing of relationships and our career. But today I have on one of my very best friends, Harry, who is actually on the phone with me right now as I record this intro. I just have him sitting on speaker. We literally talk on the phone almost every day. Just we're, we're so close and it's really cool because it makes me feel connected to him even though we see each other probably i don't know like we don't actually see each other that often um usually probably a couple times a year um but i think that's like the beauty of it goes to show basically that you can still feel really connected to someone if you find great forms of communication to stay in touch with people. For those of you who have been listening for a while, I did have Harry on a previous Raw Talk episode. This was last year. I want to say sometime the episode probably came out around like late spring or early summer of last year, so 2021. So um, I will find that episode and I will link that in the show notes if you guys are curious to hear that one. But I will preface this episode really just kind of goes all over the place that is what a raw talk is meant to be it's meant to be more of a conversation where you guys hear me talk with close friends and it's not meant to have structure so yes we do kind of talk over each other and it's not an interview it's just like us bouncing off the walls and just literally sharing what's on our mind and this one in particular was definitely very unfiltered um that's just how my friend harry and i are we really go and talk about anything but um you'll just kind of hear the dynamic of our friendship where we really know how to complement one another in terms of our strengths as friends like one of us is more of a thinker one of us is more of a feeler and we definitely dive into that we also dive into some deep card game questions so if you are curious with what some of the questions are and what some of my favorite ones are you'll definitely hear us answer a few of those on this episode and of course we dive into some of the questions and topics you guys submitted over on the podcast instagram so thank you to those who submitted some questions this was again very fun and very raw so hopefully you're listening to this more so i don't know doing laundry cleaning your apartment something where you're just you just want a playful episode nothing too i guess quote-unquote motivational or my classic interview types of episodes So with that being said, let's welcome Harry to the episode. Harry. Okay. I can't believe it. We're back for a round two. I didn't think you, I think, I didn't think you'd be actually down for this. I'm very down for this. And this upgrade, 
from isn't it pretty cool from venice yeah yep, i'll give everyone some context so usually i would record an intro separately but i figured today i'll just record like i'll do the intro prior mm -hmm. to us getting in so for those of you who are newer to the show harry was on so harry is one of my best friends we've been really close friends yep. for like probably five years now give or take four or five years six well yeah pretty no, much since like junior year summer, of college for me summer 2018 yeah yeah yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's actually, yeah summer 2018 yeah yeah mm -hmm. so we became friends because your sister is also a figure skater as i am we trained yeah. with the same coach for a short period or i had a short period with her coach tammy and I think I at one point I was trying to get back into tennis, which I feel mm. like is me every other month. I tell you I want to get back into yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. getting there. As long as I can just be out on the court consistently yeah. for a week, I think mm. like once once a week, I think would just bring me back to more momentum. Yeah. I mean, you saw my strokes the other day. No, no, I, I, I was gonna say too, like if if you really play two to three times a week, <laughs> I'd be uh, you you could do some damage. I know, you, you could really you, you, do some damage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean I yeah. And I don't see why, you know, I mean I get, you know, the winters in New York mm -hmm. City, it's a little busy. But you know, but I love indoor courts no, because that's where, yeah. you know, growing up I played indoor and everything. Yeah. But I will say my parents and I think just in general, my whole household always thought I had more natural talent in tennis mm -hmm. yeah. than figure skating. But I think I liked figure skating more. Like me like natural mm -hmm. talent as like had I built more off of tennis, I probably would, I would have gone further with tennis than skating and also with women's tennis it's a little different yeah. than men's but that was a tangent I guess basically I'm saying <laughs> I've known Harry for many years mm. I knew him because of tennis I asked his sister I need a tennis partner hitting mm. person I hit with you we became really good friends and I think ever since then we pretty much became like we always just call each other whenever mm. we're going through something tough mm. I would argue probably usually mental health related yeah. and dating related it's yeah. always and it's interesting too for some context as well you and i have such a cool dynamic where we complement one another but yeah. i do have a little bit of an older sister role because i 100%. right <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i feel like i'm always kind of like and and i and i feel like earlier in the years too because i think this is something my mom criticizes me for mm. but she doesn't like and again it's probably asian culture but like doesn't like directness doesn't yeah. think it's nice to tell people like the truth or like mm. as it is because you lose face in asian culture and i've always believed like if i'm not telling someone that they could utilize to improve their life. I don't think I'm being a good friend. I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to no, yeah, sugarcoat I, something uh -huh. just so you yeah. feel better because later yeah. on you're going to get hit in the real world. And I would rather mm. word it correctly to be a good friend to you. Yeah. So I feel like that's our dynamic where things that I get struggle with, yeah. you don't struggle with as much. And then vice versa, things that are really easy for me. Mm -hmm are more difficult for you mentally and that's why it's like it, it the dynamic and the flow works so perfectly because yeah. my flow is again i'm getting better at the being straightforward yeah. and, and being <laughs> and saying you know saying what's kind of like right out what i'm thinking right. and saying like the coffee situation at brunch the other yesterday yeah i was like harry you gotta be more no, yeah I was, no, I was no, no, yeah yeah i <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Every every situation is a learning point, but right. I mean, yeah. For, You've improved for, a lot, though. You've grown. Yeah, yeah, and and because thanks to you, you know, older sister role and yeah. just telling me straight up. But no, I've always had a thing where, you know, I'd I'd had flaw thoughts and I would think about those thoughts for a long time, mm -hmm. and then 
and then it's like trusting your gut like right away it's like you know always trust your gut and always say what you're feeling i feel like because that's always going to be a good direction and yeah. trusting yourself yeah because who other to trust than yourself so yeah. i mean you know other people you can take in their opinions and stuff but with you you know again it's it's good to know because you know me so well mm -hmm. it's been six years yeah so with that you know i have that to lean on mm -hmm. you know trusting you mm -hmm. and being comfortable with you mm -hmm. but at the same time you know you're all you're always gonna be the one making the decisions for yourself yeah so with that being said and thank you for telling me that I'm getting better as I'm really I really am trying to to trust myself more and to and it comes with confidence yeah. and, and I just experiences and learning. So, yeah, I've, I'm and being and again, I just graduated. So, I mean, it really just kind of throwing yourself out there You're in the, in the real, real world, world is it's it's it's, it's 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 scary, but it's exciting. And I can't tell you how quickly I'm learning about myself and just how Again, we're, yeah. we're we're in New York City right now. Isn't you know, this, yeah. it's crazy. So it's crazy for us too. Yeah. For those uh, who are listening, we recorded like a, the first podcast episode we ever did together. This was probably this was like going into the second year of the show. Mm -hmm. And again, you know that I had a different podcast prior with uh -huh. a co-host that goes way back. But mm -hmm. um, last year we were recording in my living room looking out at venice beach uh, that was yeah. my apartment there yeah. i did have a nice a nicer apartment there in a way i mean it was more roomy but yeah. i still have i love my apartment here but basically it's kind of surreal seeing how like you know we were sitting in my living room like on the rug the microphone was on my coffee table we're just chatting looking out at the ocean and now we are in new york city which is my new home ish i mean actually today marks one year so congratulations thank you yeah yeah it's, it's amazing yeah. So, yeah no and i, and I also want to point out too before we get into the yeah, the deep stuff to the deep stuff i just want to say i really appreciate you know for understanding me for listening to me and putting i mean <laughs> putting up with me is is no easy task and because i am very much in my head and i'm yeah. there's a lot going on always up here even if life isn't going too fast for sure my brain's always moving yeah, faster yeah. so but me too you know obviously yeah. i appreciate our friendship because i think that it's a very cool dynamic that you're more maybe a little bit more of a feeler and i'm more of a thinker right in that have you said that before yeah i don't no, that's, know but, that's a good right? way to put yeah, like that's you're a, a feeler that's a good, where you're yeah. like more you you probably skew more towards your emotions when you make decisions and i skew more towards like logic and rationality and i need a balanced like my best friend like you has to be a little more yeah, balanced, we, we complement right? each yeah. other and, and that's I, the irony with my boyfriend yeah as you know mm -hmm. where for the longest time when we were realizing how mm -hmm. similar uh, just like the root traits of yeah. my boy, my now boyfriend, uh, we've been dating for months now, but now I'm being a little bit more open about the fact that I'm dating someone and um, he has very similar qualities to you, just obviously older, more grown, but yeah, like, by the way, amazing qualities. Yeah. I just want to point, yeah, yeah, amazing okay, qualities, yeah, obviously. But you no, know, really great yeah. qualities where like he, as you can probably tell, has made me more kind and compassionate, not that I wasn't already but i feel like you have seen me grow even in the past month or two where i pause and i observe what could i have done differently what could i have done better to like support him yeah. and be a better partner and i think that i love that it brings that out in me and so i feel like even with you when i ask for feedback on something i could do better whether it's being a better friend or like i i even ask you sometimes am i like too critical am i too direct like let me know and i think it's super awesome that 
you are open to sharing if you feel like there is something and uh, or giving just feedback that wouldn't come from my own brain, if that makes sense, because I'm a thinker, you know? So yeah, no, it's yeah. it's the compliments that how we compliment each other. Again, this translates to 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 romantic relationships, mm-hmm. friendships, even your family. Yeah. I mean, just someone that compliments you, it goes such a long way because you, it's just like it's a total trade off. Yeah, with thoughts again with your thinker. It, it's like the yin yang. You know, exactly. I've always yeah, looked yeah. at it as that mm-hmm. is like it balances. So I actually did an episode on this recently where I don't know if you're familiar with the Myers Briggs personality. There's like 16 no. of them, and it's just the four letters. Like it seems yeah. weird, but it's all based on psychology, and I mm-hmm. actually like use it as a foundation. But my personality is ENTJ, meaning primarily the the the, the easiest ones to understand is extrovert and thinker. However, on a spectrum of 100, I'd, I'm like 60% extroverted, 60% thinking, 40% introvert, 40% feeling, just for easy numbers, right? Yeah, so yeah. if you think about it, someone that would balance me out would be 60% introvert, mm. 40%. You know, does that make I sense? I gotta take that test. Yeah, you no, do. I, I, you I do. should take that and test. And so yeah. I feel like, again, you and my boyfriend probably have a very similar framework yeah. of like, how much you lean towards one side um, and that that might be why it balances out because he's definitely not like as extroverted as me but just enough to like do certain things and I also like to you know read books be more introverted do quieter things so yeah you know what I'm curious to the older I'm getting and now that I'm in the real world and everything and that you you kind of have to adapt to to kind of different personalities different situations and I wonder how much because look you I, I really believe you're born and then you pick up qualities from your family, friends, all those things. And I really believe, you know, you become yourself pretty. I, I don't. Okay, I don't want to say quickly, but you 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 build you adapt in, you, to a programming yeah, I'm try, that you've been I, yeah, exposed I'm, to, especially I'm, during childhood. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out a way to like. I wonder how far people like how much people actually change. But like stay themselves. Mm. Do, do you know what I mean? I like do I'm, know what you mean. Because what I'm I'm learning right now about myself is I have like even like end of high school, college, my anxiety and stress and all those, my brain just kind of woke up at the end of high school and college because, you know, life, it was very comfortable and stuff. And so, you know, when things started to transition for me, you know, in terms of moving to different spots, um, going to college, school, all those things, starting relationships, holy shit, my brain just woke the fuck up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it really just, and so I'm, with that being said, when my brain woke up, mm-hmm. I started to learn a lot about myself, mm-hmm. which is good and bad mm-hmm. because, again, people who, you know, I, have a shit ton of anxiety mm-hmm. and stress. We're going to dive into that too. And we'll, yeah. we'll dive into that. But I just, I'm just, I'm just thinking because that, that also teaches you a lot about yourself because once you find coping mechanisms for your stress and anxiety, it's, it's great. It really is like, I truly believe the hardest lessons in life, you, you, it, it teaches you so much about yeah. yourself. And that's why I really, Sorry, I just I want to just preface this too. Like, I really want people, and I and I encourage people to Mm -hmm. go out to scare yourself a bit. Like, yeah, like like, not not like don't don't like you know. I'm not saying go skydiving or like go don't do. I did tell my boyfriend I want to skydiving. Yeah, (laughs) but okay, but whatever. 
scares you to the point where you think you will learn and not like shit your pants type of thing. But um, I really do believe like moving to a different country, you know, just living in a new place. Moving into a new place, right? Because you're from Southern California. You grew up in both Orange County Mm -hmm. and the Malibu area. And same thing with me. Like I'm from Pennsylvania, the East Coast. I went to West Coast for school. I've, I've had thousands of people. Yeah. Why the hell would I move from Malibu to 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 massachusetts and freeze my ass off but i even encourage you though because you did this last summer the Mm -hmm. summer before your senior year and i told you even over the phone we didn't see each other over the summer but i was like dude i can just hear it in your energy and your Mm -hmm. voice just something sounds like you grew and that's what blows that's what blows my mind because you don't i don't even expect i'm like why is this happening right now i i could barely handle I, I i freak out about like schoolwork and yeah. and ten, like and and then i'm moving across the country yeah. and then i feel and then i'm more confident yeah it's just it's, it doesn't yeah. that isn't that like crazy how that works i'm like i'm in california i'm i'm playing to, i'm very comfortable it's a very comfortable lifestyle for way me too comfortable. and then i just <laughs> yeah no that's a good point way too comfortable <laughs> for my personality because i feel like for my person personality strangely enough it needs to be uncomfortable which I don't know how that sounds, but for me, if, if whenever I'm uncomfortable and I start to feel stress and anxiety and all these things, that's when I get the most out of learning and well, and find. Yeah, well, I, was I, say, I guess that's it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, right? I just I I've think, never. Yeah, and and even yeah, for I people just, like if you can't, I've always said this too. If you can't change your physical environment, which is usually the easiest way to grow, but I've done a lot of switching. Right, I went from a small town of eight thousand people to Orange County all by myself. I lived in an apartment. I never lived in dorms. I signed apartment leases by myself. Like I did the whole adulting very fast and people always think I'm very grown for my age. But I I say it's because I like I kind of adulted right off the bat at 18. Um, and then I moved to Los Angeles on my own, right? You were like there in my moving process. So like from OC to LA, all from a small town. I'm from the Amish capital of America. And now I'm in New York, right? So it's like I'm in different... Uh, environments but i'm also always like if i ever feel stagnant or complacent i force myself to do uncomfortable things like uh ice baths or right like oh my ice baths are fun like you you have to like Mm -hmm. force yourself to do things that like you really don't fucking want to do that's how you grow and even if it's like apologize even those things right when you're in conflict apologizing when you don't feel like it apologizing when you don't feel like you're in the wrong you you do you're well you you're good with that i would say yeah i mean maybe a little bit more than you need to but yeah i (laughs) yeah i am strangely good at that i or i guess i i just i i'm more i'm more accepting of just kind of of kind of being that person right away mm-hmm. instead of kind of keeping that if it's an argument whatever it may be i just wanted to kind of not but just you know figure it out and go about it in the more smooth calm way mm-hmm. and again this is way easier said than done yeah i'm not saying you can just flip a switch and and then whatever argument you're in it's just like it, it's it changes but i really do believe in in kind of you know calming yourself down your and then your emotions and then that's going to kind of translate into whoever argument you're you know whatever argument you're having it with you know just just it translates and and so that calming aspect really you know does its job yeah in the the long run so for sure 
As most of you have probably heard for a while now, I've been consistently drinking Magic Mind because not only does it taste so good, especially if you love a hint of matcha flavor, but this stuff helps me get into my flow state and I always feel a stronger sense of focus, which makes sense since it is a productivity drink. While I love coffee and I do make it every morning, when it comes to preparing for my workflow or wanting something to sip on before I get into my work, I always choose Magic Mind because like I said, it helps me get into my flow state and it makes me feel more focused and productive. The best part is that it is all natural and I'm going to share with you a few key facts and ingredients. Number one, it is known to increase and improve productivity. It has very little caffeine and it only comes from matcha tea. It's a great alternative for coffee if you drink coffee for energy and focus. For me, like I said, I drink it more for just the pleasure of making coffee. So this one is definitely a better alternative if you prefer more of an energy focused drink. It helps fight off fatigue and brain fog as well as some ADD symptoms. And lastly, it is all natural ingredients including adaptogens, matcha, and nootropics. If you've been considering it for a while, I highly, highly recommend you give this a try. I drink this every single day, no joke, and it comes in a box of 15 and I like it so much sometimes I drink two in a day, but disclaimer, it is not recommended. They do recommend one, but I just truly love it so much. And even better, you can enjoy 20% off your purchase with the code FULFILL at magicmind.co slash fulfill during checkout. That's FULFILL, F-U-L-F-I-L-L, at magicmind.co slash fulfill. Okay, right. let's transition into the card Ooh, game. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Harry and I, uh, well, it's actually mm-hmm. your idea, but I was like, dude, that's actually smart. We're going to play a segment of the card game, which some of you guys know, I have the What Fulfills You card game. You can get it at whatfulfillsyou.com. Um, this is such like a fun, deep conversation type of game if you haven't heard of it before, but I actually created this more around personal growth. So it was actually intentionally more around like you as the person playing not necessarily the deep conversations part that just happens to be like the secondary impact right but we will play it as a fun yeah, little yeah, yeah. icebreaker I'm so excited. okay okay yep. so i'll start and then you can pick through your mm-hmm. pile and then pick one that you like yep. so this one i thought was fun to what extent do you shape your own destiny and how much of it is down to fate what are your thoughts? Wow. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just... Oh, wait. So, so wait, this, this kind of translates into my, um, I, I kind of believe timing and place and everything happens for a reason, I guess. Mm-hmm. Wait, can you just read it one more time? So it's destiny. To what extent do you shape your own destiny uh-huh. and how much of it is down to fate? So in other words, yeah. how much of it is like this universal, it happens for a reason, you can't explain it. And how much of it is your own actions and your own choices. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, is it one or the other or is it? No, you know? no, no. There's never, there's never one or the other. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that the world works how it's supposed to and in, in whatever way you think it wants to work. I D- agree with Does that, that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so how life goes on, you, you move, you go to college, you start a relationship, whatever timing or how old you are, the decisions you make in those moments or whatever, the world is always going to be there, but you're kind of shaping it and mm. how you're and how wow, I never whatever. heard you say this before. I know it's, it's, wow, yeah. I mean, I who am you. I? You're I don't even, I don't up. know who I am, but, um, I really believe that 
decisions go a long way, no matter how small or big the decisions you make are. It really is timing and and place and your thought process going into those decisions. But the world, but I, I truly believe that decisions you make in moments, in the moment, like game time decisions, type of things, go a long way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and no matter what's happening in your life right now or, or in the world, um, you know, whatever mindset you have or whatever you want to do with mm-hmm, your life mm-hmm. has such a big effect, yeah, has, yeah. has a much bigger effect than you realize. I 1000% so, agree with that, you know, and I think, yeah. I don't know if it's because we were former, you know, high performance athletes, but I think that's always been a big pillar for me to go off of going into a match when I was, you know, coming back from a break from tournaments and I'm going in and playing one of my biggest rivals and she was seated one. I was coming in unseated. Yeah. And my brother Dare was like, all right, we can go home now. And I'm like, fuck you. I ended up winning the match, by the way. Fuck uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, I did, was yeah. like, and I won the whole tournament actually mm. now that I remember. Uh but I was like probably about 15 or something. Yeah. And I just remember I went in believing that I was going to win the match. And it was a very different mindset that, than some of my family has because I think it was always, in my mind from a young age, I've always believed like whatever you tell yourself is true, your mind will twist it to believe it's actually the reality, right? And so I think that's my parallel to like manifesting and yeah. creating your own reality is like when you think something enough, it starts to slowly like trick your mind into believing it's true or not true, 100%. right? And, and then I, you start to act on it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like this it, cause it, and effect. Exactly. And that's what I was. That's what I was trying to get into. Uh, uh, it starts with your mind, and then once you start to actually manifest it, the reality is going to come. Mm-hmm. I, I I I truly believe that. And I think that's and, a huge and, for relationships. By the way, yeah, I think it's I like mean, huge when someone believes things aren't going to work or things are like really bad, they start to act yeah. on that because they're like, oh, well, it's already bad. So I'm going to be a shitty person or I'm going to be a shitty partner or be a shitty friend, right? Where I, I really believe like if you you have to pause, I implement stoicism where you pause, get yourself to a neutral state of emotion and then start to like act upon those because you're going to be able to look at it from a more clear framework. Yes. Let's let's get to a new one. Oh, new new pick. Pick. Yeah. All right, here we go. Okay, what are the common values in all of your relationships? Okay, well, first off, I think this one is such a great question because values should be, like, common values should be the foundation of your most quality relationships and usually are when you reflect on it, right? So I think, like, even between you and I, we are both always really open and honest with each other, whether it's something bothering us or whether it's something like, hey, I can't make it, whatever it is. Like, we're just very open and honest and always acting with integrity, and I think that's my biggest value, and that's probably the most common value in my best relationships is everyone is very truthful direct and honest and that is the same with like my partner and i where we even in the tough times we come back to like being open and honest he's really great at you know like working on having worked on his communication and um like myself because you're kind of the type too where previously you might bottle things up a bit right you kind of mentioned that to me yeah Yeah. just a little bit just a little bit it's mainly like your framework is maybe more of an avoidant type and i'm more of a 
I don't know what the term is, but non-avoidant, meaning some people might call that confrontational. But I would say confrontational seems negative because it's always people like going in for the attack or like trying to get to it right away, where maybe because of my maturity now compared to five years ago, I would usually try to lean in and ask the person to like meet me halfway, but first starting with them so I can listen and understand. And then I share my thoughts on how one another can improve. So that's my approach is usually like looking to resolve it sooner than later, but not requesting them to like listen to me first or to hear like where I'm coming from. I'm going to say, hey, I, w- I want to resolve this. And I want to make sure, you know, we're not at conflict, that we can bring this to peace. But I want to hear your thoughts first. I want to I want to understand better how you're feeling. And I think that's my way of being direct, but also compassionate and understanding. So I think that's usually a common value. Yeah. I want it. Can I, can I answer this? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. We're both supposed <laughs> yeah, to. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know. But okay. Um, common values in, in all your relationships. I would say like your best, you know, and when you think of all of really, think of like your best ones, you know, like your your closest friends yeah. and just the people that you thrive with. Well, I mean, one of my one of my go-tos is you I I I like to let people know my feelings or I I really want to like like reassurance and all that is a huge thing for me. So I guess, yeah, that would be, yeah, reassurance is, is a big value in, in all my relationships in terms of, you know, just I want, I want to know how people are doing kind of wherever they are in their lives. I would like to know, I'm not saying, you know, you have to tell me everything, but I, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a person who thrives and who really likes to understand someone kind of deep, deeply right away. And so if I just meet you, if I already know you, like it's, it's a, I don't know if it's a weird thing to have, but I just, I really like to know, even just with talking with you, like I, I, I like knowing, you know, some troubles you're going through, you know, happy thing, whatever it may be. Cause I, I, it's like that reassurance of like you being comfortable enough to tell me those things. It really flows with me well. And I really and it's like accepting. It's like, you know, if I feel like you're accepting to me and yeah. then I get that and then it feeds off really well. Yeah. And so for me, I feel like that's that's a big thing because, yeah, reassurance just makes me it just being comfortable with the person. Yeah. There's so many, so many different avenues it goes off to. But that, I, that's I a, like that's a that big you thing. said that you actually enjoy when someone opens up to you and yeah, tells because you why not life is life is so well i say that because you know that yeah. there's a certain person in my family that has a very conflicting view with that they actually believe that me sharing like my life like things about my life or things that are going yeah. on in my life like with you and like us having phone calls like there's a person in my family that thinks like that would make you not want to be my friend. And it's just kind of ironic that you shared that like without me even prompting it. Like yeah. you literally just shared, I really appreciate when someone opens up and tells me and basically yeah. being because vulnerable with me because to you, it shows that they trust you to, and that makes you feel valued. Right. That, yeah. Yeah. And look, I don't want to, I don't want it to be selfish in a way where you, 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 you keep getting it. Cause right. you tell, like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's I'm it, not like venting to you. But like, <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, but you can have a vent sesh once a month. I mean, oh, we, can, we have a little vent card. You know, it's like Harry. You can only use it once a month. Oh god, <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, but um, anyways, that that that's a big thing for me because, 
I say that word reassurance, but it means so many different things to me because once you finally open up to your friend, partner, whoever it may be, it goes off into so many different directions where it can be so beneficial to to the relationship as a whole mm -hmm. because you're just you two can talk deeply, talk about feelings, translate into other different things. Yeah. And life is and cuz all right, I'll give you an example. What if like you you have conversations with a with a friend and every single conversation for like a week straight ends up being like you call them up, you say, "Hey, how you doing?" and the friend's just like, "Oh, I'm good." It's like, oh, "Okay, like what'd you do today?" Ate food. Like it's it's very it's a very, you know, like you you want to know like, okay, how's how's like your family doing? Right. How but Look, I know there's like a fine, like some people, you know, like the privacy and stuff and all that. Right. But there's a fine line where if you truly are someone's friend and stuff, you, it's more helping than just then you, you obviously listen, which is a start. But you want to you want to you wanna help. Right. And I feel like being that person to be helpful to someone, mm -hmm. you get you get you gain, you get so much out of that. And mm -hmm. I love that. So you know what's really interesting. I don't know if yeah. I ever told you this. This happened maybe it's not recently. It was a while ago. But mm -hmm. basically... I had a friend, I don't know if I would, I, I guess I'd call them more of an acquaintance now, but like, you know, similar, you know, my personality I, and like, just like you. And, and this is very common when for developing meaningful relationships, you open up, you share and you talk about like the right things with that type of person. Right. So maybe a certain person you talk more about business, maybe a certain person you talk a little bit more about money or love or whatever it is. Right. We all have kind of like an outlet for each one or maybe a little like a mix of both. And there is this one friend that we may have talked a little bit more about a certain topic and I had no idea she felt this way. But later on, she actually sent me a voice memo saying like, um, she didn't like hearing about my life and she didn't like hearing about like the certain topics we would talk about. And long story short, it, I, there was a lot of different, I guess, uh, pieces of like hints and evidence that she was, I, I don't want to use this term lightly, but like maybe a little bit more, uh, maybe just from her programming of growing up that she's never had deep relationships. And so to her, it seems bothersome for people to share because she doesn't like sharing because she wants to hold it in because she maybe believes like people can use it against her or she thinks it's like yeah. pointless. Mm -hmm. But it it became obvious to me why she doesn't have any close friends. She always kind of complained to me. I don't have friends, any. but yeah, again, as you said, close, close. She doesn't have, yeah, yeah, she doesn't yeah, have yeah, any yeah. like, you know, who's the person you call when exactly. you're celebrating? Yeah. Who's the person you call when you're down? Right. Exactly, you yeah. and I have served as that to one another yeah. over the years and like we have other people in our life too but yeah. like that's the thing she didn't have mm -hmm. those like yeah. immediate i'm gonna call emily and celebrate you know that kind of thing because you you can't get there without that deep part so anyways i want to move on from it because we you know we got to get into some other things yeah. okay so i have like probably three other questions from the game that i think would be fun to dive into okay. and then we're going to dive into some of the topics that i wrote out that some it, yeah. people submitted questions but let's like get into these quickly and then mm -hmm. move on okay the first one we talked about this at dinner the other day but i don't really remember okay. your answer the top two you look for in a romantic partner between these four. Oh yeah okay physical yeah. chemistry lifestyle compatibility emotional compatibility intellectual compatibility um lifestyle and emotional those are mine as well lifestyle and emotional emotional 
gets into a lot of different aspects of your part. Like, and this is this for like friends or just this is romantic, no, romantic, like, romantic. Partner. Okay, yeah. okay. Woo, romantic. So, so yeah. So emotional is a big one. Um, that's yeah, my that's my top one. I would say yeah. emotional is really like that closing door. It, it's emotional is also the hardest one mm-hmm. to have with a romantic partner, which is usually why you only would really be in a relationship with someone that you have an emotional connection with as you know i mentioned when i first met the guy that i'm now dating uh when i met him a while ago i told you it felt like having a boyfriend for the weekend because there was such an emotional connection there like right off the bat like right off the bat for us it was oops right off the bat for us it was primarily emotional and I, I honestly want to say there was three right off the bat, emotional, physical, and intellectual. It was yeah. like right off the bat, like it didn't take long well, to evolve, like to, to see, yeah. to figure out. And I feel like for our age, physical is a... <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, let's, let's, be let's be honest, but, people. Okay, but That's, let's be uh, honest. There are people where you kiss and you just don't feel it with. Come on. Yeah. No, yeah. No, okay, oh, no, so, 100%. So that, like, yeah. There is people that I could like easily go through like my little list of like past. And this is when I was trying to observe traits that i like from a certain guy and yeah. things like that and there's people that i was like he had these but man that physical kit like the kiss was off sexual, like yeah sexual there's chemistry. gotta be chemistry there okay uh, especially at our age sexual chemistry physical uh, like appearance wise and and once you and uh, once you get physical you know kissing and all that yeah, stuff but, it, but there's a there's a certain chemistry i don't know if you experienced this but there's a chemistry when you like when you hold hands when you hug there, there's i know certain, what you mean yes there's, yeah there, there's there's, a, there's there was a very few people mm-hmm. in your life that it feels really like right with yes and there's people that felt like just another yeah, one. It's like well, when you, when it, you but... spoon with, you know, no, when, when you, yeah, when you spoon with someone, you know, you want to. No, the, it, if, it's if, a weird, you know, you just feel awkward and weird if you're just spooning with someone. You're just like. You either you, feel you, it or yeah, you yeah, don't. Exactly. Okay? You're next there, to someone. It's, it's either there or it's not. Uh, I just can picture just like, well, have I had this? Have... No, I don't think. I think all my. <laughs> My spooning encounters have been quite comfortable. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I just... I don't know. Well, okay. There's some that I just never even spooned with. And I was like, this is yeah, just yeah. not gonna... Yeah. Yeah, I will say, though... <laughs> I will say uh, kissing... Yeah, the first kiss, you can you can get a lot. It, strange, like... Oh, you, it, you it's, can it's tell. Cra- it's crazy you how much... Because you, you might... It's funny. It might be the opposite for some people, too. You might not vibe with them well in terms of, like, talking at first. Right. But maybe... You go in for that kiss and then it turns into like, you know, the sexual chemistry and all that might be there. Has that ever yes, happened to you? That, there was this so, whole, so you've gone out, you you, you yeah. saw you saw a guy physically, you know, there, he was, a, was a, a, a good looking dude. Yeah. And then you talked with him. It was a little bit bland. And then you're just like, fuck it. And you just started kissing. And then it. Yeah, and then but, did, it, did you get did you feel more comfortable after that? Yes, I mean? but the, and this guy was actually someone I was like talking to kind yeah. of like for a good chunk of the time last year. He he. Yeah, I think I told you about him. He's the, that lawyer. But like there there was um, we had the physical chemistry. Yeah. We had everything, but probably like lifestyle and a good chunk of emotional. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying like I, I was like, this is pointless for me to even yeah. like continue to do this and he was a great quality guy 
but there was just like no actual chemistry between us and honestly i i would say that we just have different visions for our life so it's just yeah, it's funny it it's like yeah the honey the honeymoon stage we'll call I mean, it it wasn't is, even the honeymoon it was just no, no, like but I'm it was saying the honey, it was the fun. honey I, I, I always call every beginning of a relationship no matter if you if you just met the person like literally you could go out to a bar meet someone have a good night that's a honeymoon fit. like i i just i that's what i call it that's what i well i will say ref- too yeah but that's but what then, i reference but then i even tell you how i i i personally think that my partner and i kind of avoided the honeymoon phase in a really yes, healthy he way told me that. okay and, and, and i actually this, think there's a science to it yeah and i i really and i thank you for for opening up my eyes to to this topic of just yeah there doesn't have to be a honeymoon phase yeah and that could work so basically your, for context yeah, yeah, for anyone yeah. wondering how like i supposedly kind of avoided it we we still I, it's interesting i feel like we still have a very and for how long it's been like it's we still have a very strong spark and emotional connection going on as you should always but i think people tend to tear it up really fast if you go in super hot and heavy for like three to five months uh even the first year when you're like always together when you're kind of connected by the hip when you're not doing things for your life independently and individually and i remember i would share with you and some other people they'd be like how often do you guys see each other i'm like uh about like once no, a I week i remember you first said i'm and, like and you were what like, the, what? I'm like what the fuck right. you only see each other once a week i'm mm-hmm. like what and then when you first told me yeah. that i was like i, th- I had to think about because i don't want to be mean i don't right, want right, to be right. I, again you do you yeah. if it's work it's and it's it's obviously it works and yeah. stuff what who am i to say right. i'm but even before I'm, I'm your first relationship yeah. even uh like two, three years ago, this is pre-pandemic, I was telling you about relationships and this was around the time I was just about getting out of my last relationship and I told you something like, you should be really mindful of how often you spend time with your future girlfriend. Yeah, I, and, and you experienced it yourself, but I always said like the yeah. maximum dude, like really the maximum is like should be three times a week. And again, it's usually something you have to live and learn, crash and burn type of thing. Exactly, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I obviously learned I had a relationship all throughout college. In the first, you know, year, we spent, you know, probably four or five times a week with each other, as you do in college. But I think it is so better to start out with the the gap, the distance, and then slowly over time you build up to it. Well, I wonder if subconsciously too, if you're doing that, if it, if if that tells you too, because since you're not spending time with them or you're seeing them once or once a week. You're you're building even a stronger bond. I personally and, no, no, feel that's, like kind that's of, why, yeah, yeah, because you're because like subconsciously, like obviously, if you're spending every single day with someone, you kind of you know how they're you right. kind of know what's and going it's, on, and it's hard and, to connect, right? You need two well, individuals yeah, to come and, together to connect, and if you are always like at mm-hmm. one, there's nothing to connect to. Well, in the honeymoon phase could just be a, a put a cloud over the real shit. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like the you can go through a honeymoon phase for maybe three to six months. Mm-hmm. And then you will probably fall in love with that person and all these great things. Well, I think the honeymoon it, phase well, no, is but, usually but you, when you're you falling only, in love but with But you're them. only – the relationship, I'll call it, is the honeymoon relationship. Is basically, right, right, right. It was all because it was, of yeah, – you're so clouded you, exactly. by the emotions. That, that whole three to six months of being with someone, again, fun time. Sex is great. You guys are going on, you know, you're having a lot of fun together. And, but again, that's the, the honeymoon relationship because it lacks some of the there, there's no There's no deepness. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no, but no, actually, I was going to say there can be deepness, but what it lacks is practicality. But, what to what, but to what level 
of deepness can well no more- here no i actually think it's it it, it can be deep but mm-hmm. what it lacks is practicality meaning you are living in this dreamland of this is so amazing the love is great but you forget the practical part elements of life which is like okay how do you actually start to build towards a future with one another do you have the same financial habits do you have the same like desire for example i wanted a partner that wants to live in new york city for like to build and and your future here although i want to at some point most likely like live with a partner explore and live in europe you know i, I love european men hint hint um <laughs> and so yeah. i'll probably like yeah. i would love to live with my partner like in in paris at some point or london and like do that with a partner not just by myself all the time you okay, know this is this is but a, that's a practical part no no this is what i okay let me ask you this so say high school college relationships maybe early 20s right now mid 20s even because again and I know you bring up financial, you know, where you, how you guys are financially starting a family. This, you know, the real shit that that's gonna eventually happen if you're if you're if you stay with your partner or whoever you're starting with. But let me ask you this: high school, college, mid twenties, early twenties. You know, I feel like it ha- a, a honeymoon phase kind of has to to happen in a way because all that all that shit is not really going to happen yet. Like, do you know, do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, because in high school, although all those stages in, in life right now, even the one I'm in, yes, I'm in the real world, but there's still so much yeah, yeah. That, so, that's going to happen. So I was going to say, so every relationship does have a honeymoon phase, yeah. but it is, it no, it, there, I mean, there's a science to it, right? When yeah. you first fall in love, that is like, when you're in the falling in love, you can't get enough of each mm-hmm. other. That is primarily the honeymoon phase, but there is a way to take that and make it sustainable. So for example, in high school or college relationships, it was not necessarily like your financial habits, so to speak, right? And again, I'm not talking about building a family because, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. even have any kind of desire to do that until after 30. But I'm talking about how do you like make decisions when it's like when you want to go on a trip for the weekend, when you want to like stay in, like it's the practical part because when mm -hmm. you're so like emotionally in love like your your brain is like with these these uh great emotions you are going to like think of the person in a different way because you think they're perfect you think that there's there's no flaws with them but the practical and that's the, that's what yeah, clouds everything yeah, 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 but yeah. the practical mm. approach is actually yes these are our differences mm. but these are how we navigate those differences right so that's kind of what i have done in my you know my relationship experience is like looking at it from a practical lens of yeah we are we make decisions differently but this is how we overcome it the overcoming idea is, in my opinion, is how you make it practical and potentially sustainable for long term. The last thing, and I want this to be like a one, two word answer, mm. then we can move on. If you had to pick one, what is the most important value you would teach your children? Honesty, kindness, or courage? Why not all of those? <laughs> those are all really good. Um, so so if I had to choose one, um, okay, in a perfect world, I'd teach my child all of those but but i guess no i mean it, it's we're just asking what's the most important oh what's the, the most important the, the most important you oh, teach first oh, so my, okay i thought you meant you have to if pick, you had to pick one yeah what's the most important one you would teach I'll, I'll you want me to start it yeah you okay. can yeah yeah i mean it's um fine. for me i would say and it's probably just because this is one of my biggest core values i would say honesty because I think that 
I think that kindness, and I, I won't go into courage, but I just think like my between the two, it was between honest, honesty and kindness. And I think kindness can be sometimes even misinterpreted. Like when you are doing something out of the kindness of your heart, it can be interpreted as not sometimes, if that makes sense. Like it's always sometimes up for interpretation. Yeah. Whereas you can't misinterpret the truth. You can't misinterpret someone being honest with you. Like you, you can't misinterpret that as like, oh, that's not true, if that makes sense, right? You can always misinterpret how you take it and how you feel it. But I think uh, you save yourself a lot of headache when you're fully honest and open and you live life with integrity because that's just the biggest thing for me is I think it's just very poor character if you if you don't do things with an honest intention, if you don't tell someone the truth because you want to save face or you don't want to hurt their feelings, you end up hurting people in the long run. And so to me, I think that's just very important. Sorry, that was a longer thought than I needed. So uh, let's shorten this. All right. So I'm not going to go the same with you. I'm going to go courage. Um, courage, I feel like what I said earlier, um, kind of throwing yourself in the deep end and being, being the brave one in, in scary situations or uncomfortable situations builds your character super quick. And, and courage is one of those things where, where if you're not, if like, if you're trying to to whatever you're trying to accomplish in your life or you're trying to you're you're overthinking about and this and that courage makes you go right into it and and may and you you do all the you build up all these choices in your head and kind of go after them right away and i feel like teaching yourself doing uncomfortable things and being un being comfortable in uncomfortable situations is a great, great, great quality to have because it builds your character so well and you learn a lot about yourself and it can translate into a lot of different aspects in your life. So I feel like, yeah, I'm going to go with courage for that one because I need... I'm surprised. Okay, yeah. that's really cool. I like that. Yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, hey, that's that's yeah, that's the quote if I can leave with anyone being comfortable in uncomfortable situations. That's... Mm -hmm. Love that. That's what I got, yeah. Okay, let's dive into a few topics and questions. Um for the last 15 minutes mm -hmm. of things that people submitted. So the first one is how do you look at social anxiety slash depression like within females um, and also just mental health in general? Like what do you what's from a guy's perspective? Yeah. What is your impression if you meet a girl and she expresses to you or maybe just eventually shares that she has some social anxiety or she deals with certain mental health things? Like, is that a red flag to you? Is that a turnoff? Like, give me kind of a, a definitely, definitely not a red flag. I don't, and I, I fucking hate that word red flag. Um, no, I I truly believe men, like mental health and anxiety that's what makes you human. And like, again, red flag that like, if you tell someone they have a red flag because you have, you're dealing with mental health and anxiety, that's, it's a little fucked up. 
So, yeah, but you can imagine there are certainly people on no, both, on both sides, that's, that's both men and women. That's, that's, what, I, that's right. what I don't. I don't like. Honestly, so. I could definitely say that from my culture, yeah. my Asian culture background, because mental health is so looked down upon mm. in the older traditional generation. They would probably say, and again, even yeah. like people and, in and America, there, there too, is, people who are not as open. Well, to nowadays, there's so much social media. All that. Oh my god, there's so much shit that is getting everyone riled up. And it's anyways, I don't want, <laughs> I can get into a lot of different avenues, but, but anyways, no, you, you really no red flag. I, I feel like it's, 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 it's a green flag because, because for, for me, because uh, if, if they, if they have, you know, whatever mental things they're going through anxiety, again, it's what makes you human and it what makes you understand who the person really is. And if and if you don't and if you don't want to be on if your partner or whatever girl does isn't really sharing stuff about that to me i wouldn't feel like i'm really part of their life i would kind of feel like i'm a little you know maybe i don't they're not comfortable with me cuz again i would look at it if they're not sharing like their anxiety and mental health with me i would feel the other way i'd be like oh maybe they don't like me or maybe, mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's that's, <laughs> that's how my mind works yeah, i would yeah. i would feel a lot more comfortable and closer to you if you tell me the things that you're going through or struggling with and me personally too, I, I would, and I, I love helping out with that stuff. And I, I love truly, I I love truly listening and understanding, you know, again, at the end of the day, it it really, it's, it makes you, you, Mm -hmm. and there's not much to say. I mean, there's not Mm -hmm. much, my answer, there's not much to say on that. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, for me, I, I appreciate the same thing. I don't ever think that a guy shouldn't have, like, again, I love alpha male energy, so to speak, but this is the confusion, right? That that's, yeah. Right. That that it makes you less alpha. Yeah. The so-called alpha male energy. To me, and again, again, for and you know this about me too, where I've always been a stickler about, I I really like strong alpha men. um, But with that territory, I believe what makes them alpha is not just acknowledging that they experience certain mental health obstacles in that way, but rather as well, in addition to that, how they seek to resolve it in their own life and or mitigate the impact it has on their everyday life, right? To me, that's very alpha because you are saying, I have this, but I'm taking charge of it, baby. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And that that to me should be more sexy yeah, or like, me, a, or, or like more, more sexy appealing or just a fantastic trait to have someone. If, if, if like you're, you're telling someone your, 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 your problems and that, that alpha energy, alpha energy or however people interpret it, wants to help you through those problems that should be way more appealing and sexy and all those great qualities than than you know someone taking taking the rain and just and saying you just going about it like that's embarrassing yeah exactly just like why are you telling me this like you 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 need some help like all that like yeah like and i want to add as a quick tangent too mm -hmm. for those of you who are listening and you are similar to me where you are a child of immigrants um, you've had or like just like the first generation gap it's I'm sure to some extent you guys might have experienced this within your own household and I just have to say like it's a tough one but it's where you have to draw boundaries with your family and you know certain parents that 
think that there's something wrong with you if you are certainly experiencing those things. Just don't share with them and look to resolve it within yourself because you'll become stronger in the long run. And for me, that's what I've done. Um, But yeah, I think that's a great answer. What about qualities you look for in girls i think this is a fun one for yeah. girls to hear like oh what does harry like what do you look yeah, for in a quali- um qualities um you have to be you just you have to and i know i know it might be tough and i i struggle with this too but really trying to be yourself right away if the, like if so when you first meet someone because that that's when i kind of get a good idea if you if you meet someone new and and you you're kind of like you're still yourself you're still being funny you know telling story you know what like just being a little bit more out there than you usually would being yourself being quirky being quirky yeah <laughs> i am one of yeah. the weirdest quirkiest people you'll meet no, but like that, you, that, you that, know that's, the shit that, that i do yeah that that to me is a really attractive quality of just cuz one yeah once once you're yourself and and then it makes me feel, it makes me be myself too when i'm talking to you yeah, so I guess uh, so that's a I was that, going to say, too, yeah. even when you are more authentically yourself when you mm-hmm. guys first meet, you can figure out if your energies exactly actually yeah. align or not way mm-hmm. sooner than later. I mean, again, from my current relationship, I just feel like right off the bat, like we were just talking about the most random things, like just the intellectual interests that we had, but also just most random topics that like you, you might not normally talk to with someone on the yeah. first time and... I don't know if I was ever I, all I know is I've always been like weird you know how sometimes I just like make some weird like I don't know I'll call you I'll be like Meh. yeah like, I fucking love weird <laughs> I, 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 lo- I love weird chicks but I, mean, I do that with my partner no, obviously no, no, I, too and he just thinks it's funny no, he's but like I, okay. weird chicks are, are uh, because yeah. they're it's it's funny yeah at the end of the day you gotta be it's funny yeah it's like what the fuck like just be sarcastic be yourself be weird yeah you see those little critters i have to show you those little critters like the little gifts i send the yeah exactly and and, and so yeah what what, yeah what i love what you do is like you you you're you have a sarcastic personality you 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 mess with you you like quote like mess with your your boyfriend and stuff and that's that's it's fun (laughs) and because it it makes it relaxed yeah because relationships at the end of the day or meeting someone new it's it's a lot of self-doubt and very stressful Mm -hmm. and why not make it relaxed and fun Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so and why not yeah so and I'm look. I'm not saying like. Uh, trust me. I've had a lot of times yeah, like, where you know, I, I try to smack their ass sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you do you. You know, but um, I'm kidding, yeah. guys. I do, S- do smack whatever their the- ass with words. That's a good one. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, smack, smack their ass so, with, like, tell with them words. Ass nice or what? <laughs> no, yeah, sure. You can do that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of different ways you can go about it, but I. There's a lot of craziness and a lot of stress, self-doubt, and being funny, being yourself, being weird is the best thing you can do because that's being yourself. Mm -hmm. And that translates so much more than not acting yourself in the moment and doing what you think the other person would want you to do. Mm -hmm. That's, That's a more... That's a tougher route to go. Right. And that's, I feel like, gonna hurt you in the long run because if you do end up doing something with that person, they're gonna find out that you're not you right and then it's just gonna and, and it's just gonna yeah yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> okay last topic slash question mm-hmm. um so we can kind of cap out the episode i guess like it'll be fun to like share from both of our perspectives but what are your thoughts on like 
I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. How, like, what is the best kind of energy for women? So I'll, I'll preface it with this. In my opinion, I would say more or less the one of the biggest issues that women today in my generation, my age demographic run into is finding quality men. I jokingly always said, oh, one of the ways to resolve that is dating a little bit older because they're a bit more mature, a bit more experienced, a bit more grown in certain know, elements, yep. mm-hmm. right? You've known this for years. Yep. Um, older men. Right. Yep. And obviously it, I, I'm kidding, guys. When I, I'm half kidding, in that it, it is like definitely true in certain to, to, to a certain degree. But it is a matter of okay, yeah, where are they at emotionally? There was that 36 uh, year old CEO that I dated. Is that is like a, quite frankly a child, right? I mean, we know about mm, that, dude. Yeah, I just yeah. I love a little roast here and there. Mm. But I will say, um, obviously, I still date a little older. But at the same time. Not all girls are going to want to date marginally older. Maybe they're open to, you know, maybe five years, give or take, right? One or the other. Um, with that being said, I, I think that you are grown, like more mature and grown for your age in certain aspects of your personality. I think primarily in the department of how you treat women and how like you are when it comes to like dating like you are actually like a quality guy quality friend which is why you are in my life because i always say i don't surround myself with non-quality people but i don't want people to get confused of like you have all these you're a quality quote-unquote quality guy girl you know you have you have all these different qualities that shape up to be great right but it may not compliment you do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, do, 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 do you know that what I mean? Correct. It, yeah, it, it, I it might not compliment your lifestyle, your your emotional intelligence. You know, it, it, it might, might not compliment like it's, the it's potential. Gonna, it's going to compliment on maybe it'll look good on paper, or maybe you know this this and you know it'll look good on paper. But in in the deeper stuff, you know those qualities might trend might be good for like we'll go back to the honeymoon you know honeymoon qualities, but. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I just don't want people to get confused with looking for for quality people and just kind of focusing on these outstanding qualities. Well, no, no. well, I was yeah, going to yeah. actually shift it to okay, if they want to have a better chance of attracting quality people, mm. from your perspective, what do you think in the in your case, women could do to attract these kind of quality guys? Give me just like one concise uh living your life okay just like like, like just yourself. just literally yeah, yeah i can yeah. I, I, I said that I, yeah i feel like what attracts the right person yeah i'll say the right person right. is living your fucking life yeah is doing you're sticking with your routines yeah being your fucking self yeah and just you doing you at the end of the day what i tend to do is and and i'm and i'm getting and again it's i'm live i live and learn when i if i when I used, you know, in relate in past relationships and stuff, I would get into them, and then I'd start to kind of lose myself. And in terms of like, I would kind of adapt to their lifestyle. And as you can see, it I hasn't. Always, wa- yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I always was like, Harry, you got like, yeah, are you still I, like doing? This was like years no, no, ago. No, no, yeah, this was I would years be like, ago. Yeah. Harry, like, are you still like working out? Like, are you still doing these things? No, that I, was like a big yeah, no, thing I, that I and, and my too. family too. Like, it would become a whole thing. Like, I would, I would get into relationships. I would start adapting to their lifestyle, and it would kind of turn me out of. It would kind of make me not think the way I would usually think in situation. It would just, it would make me, it just, all these things that would happen to me that I wouldn't usually do. And so I, you know, I would lose weight. I would, 
I would get extreme anxiety in situations that I've that are just totally just normal situations. But but again, like yeah, that's that's what I. You really have to stick with your routines. And and you will know even if you and if you stick with your routines and you're with someone and then it doesn't end up working out and you're sticking with your lifestyle and you're doing yourself but it's just not it's not really working then you then it's it's a tall tale sign that it's just not meant to be. I will say that's probably one of the yeah and that's what people the, have to. Well, that was probably I was gonna say that's probably one of the biggest things that I adapted in mm-hmm. my current relationship. Right, like you see, we see each other once, sometimes twice a week, yeah. and it's. A big part of it is like we maintain our own lifestyle. We maintain our own lives. But I will add on to that to round up this episode is like, yes, like live your life. But if you, regardless if you're a guy or girl listening, if you expect and hope to attract quality people, then you also have to be a quote unquote quality person yourself. And that means however you define quality, right? So whatever you define that as, check yourself first and see if you're living up to those standards that you claim to only want to date. Because if you're not that, then how can you be attracting that, right? And I always told you as well to round this up that I compare this to tennis where, you know, back in juniors when we're playing at certain levels, whether it's level two, level three, level four, you can't come into like you can't be a level four player and expect to do well playing in a level three, right? Because you're gonna get probably crushed in the first couple of rounds if you even make it that far. So in order to be quote unquote level three or like the national level, you better damn well be training like those national players, right? You yeah. better be putting in the same work because if you, if you come up there, you can't compete. And so it's the same thing. It's like you can't be in the same group so to speak if you already don't live out those qualities so i would say yes to your answer adding on just like if you're living your life make sure you live by those standards qualities that you want in a partner and then you'll attract the same qualities or partner you're meant to be so beautifully said wow yeah. Yeah. love that dude mm-hmm. well yeah. thanks wow this was a really yeah, good, fun, good fun yeah. raw talk yeah. one of my favorite raw talks in a while um okay well thanks for sharing do you want to share your instagram and you are you okay with girls following you or do you want to keep that <laughs> private <laughs> no no yeah no uh yeah my instagram is uh it's harry.cohen okay and uh yeah this was amazing emily i mean i yeah, this is awesome and and this is and i really love what you're doing too because these raw talks can appeal to so many different people and so it's really awesome that you know we can talk publicly about yeah. this and it's it's yeah. this is just like really, our, i love helping people yeah. so like it's, our it's dinner awesome. conversations yeah. this is honestly like a phone conversation that yeah. you and i legitimately have yeah. we have not filtered anything and yeah. it's just like being a fly on the yeah, wall I, so. I curse a little bit more on the phone oh, conversation. okay yeah. that's true i mean yeah, we, no, we, we both yeah, we get a, a little into it yeah, yeah but <laughs> no this is right. this is really awesome so thank you again for having me And that was all for today's Raw Talk episode with one of my best friends, Harry Cohen. As always, if you enjoyed this conversation, found something valuable, just thought it was fun, playful, good for a fellow female gal to listen to, definitely share this with your friend, post this on your Instagram story, and tag the podcast Instagram at what fulfills you. I love sharing this with the community and also chatting with you guys to hear your feedback. And if you're not following the podcast Instagram yet, definitely be sure you are following at what fulfills you. I will be sharing in the upcoming weeks, hint, hint, some new merch that is coming out for the fall season. You guys know that fall is my favorite season. 
I am a sucker for the cooler season, the fall colors, the candles. Oh my gosh. I have all fall candles going on in my house right now as I record this. So I am so stoked for the season. A lot of good things to come. And if you are curious about the card game that we played on this episode, you can find all of that at whatfulfillsyou.com and you can get 10% off your purchase with the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout. Again, that's whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout at whatfulfillsyou.com. Thanks again for tuning in.